0: and rental cars podcast with your host top fuel cam cameron foray and his co-host mr top sportsman Don O'Neill.
1: what's going on west coast cam
0: uh i would say not too much but um pretty sure i'm trying to find a hose to put out this raging inferno that's
1: behind me <laughs> hey i really believe that we hit a nail on the head and we said that we we're going to call this episode dumpster fire all yeah, right
0: die. die in a gas fire
1: yeah this this is this is going to be a good one uh this may be, we may break all of our own rules from all of our other podcasts where we tell people about the things that they shouldn't do on social media and, and, and how they should conduct themselves in a professional manner at all times. Because sometimes you
0: just got to say, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, I, and I, if people are listening to this while they're driving, I, I, pro, I, I don't know, I, I don't know where I'm supposed to, you know, being a, uh, government retiree you know from the federal government we always put warning labels and risk assessments for everything I don't know if this is where I start saying okay if you're driving it's probably advisable to pause us and pull in a parking lot somewhere and uh, grab a cold beverage uh, and if you have small children in the car you might want to turn it over onto XM disney channel
0: yeah because this is me over here going
1: <laughs> <laughs> this oh my God, what? So, all right. So, this so is- first of all, I apologize.
0: <laughs> I apologize to everyone for not being on the show last week. Um, I had a family matter I had to tend to. Unfortunately, um, my grandfather lost his battle with lung cancer last week, and uh, we had a lot that we needed to take care of in regards to that. And uh, you know, thank you for the well wishes. I didn't do much announcing because he. He didn't want to bring light to the negative in his life. So uh, we just kind of were not having any sort of funeral or memorial due to his choice. But we still had some things that we needed to take care of. And I appreciate the comments and concerns for the people that did know what was going on. And thank you for understanding for me not being around. Um, it's hard. I will say being a racer and all the things that I do, family is is number one. To me and sometimes when you live the life that we live you can't be in the places that you want or need to be sometimes due to a racetrack or racing and you know that that's kind of what happened over the weekend unfortunately he passed away when I was in Denver and you know it was a, it was a very sad situation you know being on FaceTime and, and dealing with that in, in the rig when you know the next 20 minutes from then you got to go 300 miles an hour so but you know we got through it and he you know my grandfather wanted nothing more than me to to succeed in in the top field world and you know he's extremely proud of the fact of that that I was out there doing it and he told me to go and you know because he was getting pretty sick at the end so he told me to to go to Denver and, and to do my thing so um, he was proud of that and he's now in a better place so I will see him again one day
1: well cam uh Everybody goes through things in life, and, I, and that is one thing that, for me, is always talking to other people, I guess you could say, that have other careers outside of motorsports, and then they kind of race at, you know, they race as, and I don't want to, I'm not going to be Matt, or Matt Smith or whatever and call them hobbyist racers, but, you know, they have other priorities and careers and so forth, so they, they structure how their priorities fall of what you know what they choose to be involved with where we're in motorsports and and it really is a way that you know you provide some sort of financial income for your family or, or you're out there you're chasing it um you know it's hard for other people that don't you know didn't grow up in it they didn't get exposed to it they didn't get sucked into it uh they didn't they don't see the opportunities they can't visualize it or understand uh, what we do and it's very tough and and so my heart definitely went out to you last week when when you sent the text that because i know you weren't there and i do know that that you are close and you were close and will always continue to be close to to that piece of your family and and you're out here and you're punching through it and, and there's uh there's nothing there there's nothing words are not are going to escape everybody you're not going to come up with words to try to Put your feelings or emotions aside to put them in check and and put them in a compartment to say, okay, I can make this make sense. Why I'm out here doing this? Why the rest of my family's back in California, dealing with it? And uh, so, uh, uh, my heart for me and I go out to you uh, and your family for that.
0: Well, thank you. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunately the the circle of life, the way it works. But you know, we're uh, we're getting through it and. You know, like I said, he's in a better place now, and we will uh, reunite someday.
1: So, well, obviously, people are probably listening, and going, "Man, wow, they did call it a dumpster fire to start off, and we just fired right off with that heavy hearted." <laughs> oh, it's gonna get, it's gonna get better. I, you know, I don't, I don't really know how we segue, segue out of that into something. I mean, it's not really gonna get better for me.
0: It might get better for more everybody's
1: entertainment, but. See, come on. Do you you don't think that our that our listeners are those types of people that laugh at everybody else's um uh
0: misery? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on i mean some of the funniest stuff on social media it seems to always be somebody else's you know what do they call it the wtr uh, the double O shit show they got all these different facebook pages that have just Dude, I,
0: speaking of that i saw one the other day this new racing motor on it was <laughs> <laughs> that was funny freaking awesome
1: yeah job yeah. And and then again my new favorite one is the young lady with her laughing and smile and it says the look on your face when you know your wind light shouldn't come on but it did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. But nonetheless, we're gonna we're gonna try to <laughs> we're gonna try to have a, a much longer episode than what we had last week. Um and uh we'll see if we can't uh entertain with our misery but also try to shed some light uh, <laughs> Onto, uh the, the future. As it is August first, as we're recording this, we are. Yeah,
0: we'll see if we'll see if we'll see if Cameron's uh, sober by the end of this. Which probably isn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. So I got a list. I got a list right here. I'm I'm flipping paper. Uh, they can't see yet. All right, Cam. Where do where do we want to start at? What what do we where where do we want to? Where do we want to take off? We're gonna jump we're gonna jump off. We're gonna jump in both feet. Where which way are we going?
0: To the bottom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's the deep end of the pool, we definitely are. <laughs> we definitely are. Ah. Okay. How about we, how about we start out with some funny things that just kind of make you go, eh? Um well no no no. Hold on, I wanna back up. Let's keep all the seriousness. If you're out there, you're a listener, uh, you're in motorsports, you're on social media. uh, As we record this episode on the first, a racer, uh, a drag racer had his uh, race car stolen. uh, Trailer out of Michigan, Uh, Ricky Atkins, uh, who is, uh, you know, a a, a premier chassis builder, builds a lot of race cars. He's a, you know, solo guy type situation. Uh, his super gas roaster was stolen out out of a well and a trailer it was in a trailer in michigan so if you're out there on social media that's going around share it keep your eyes out uh i guess it had some had a michigan plate and so forth on it uh more information on facebook but yeah uh, i gotta hand it i gotta hand
0: it to a lot most all racers out there um bill botello got his stuff stolen and uh, he actually got it back just i saw other day and which is really cool because you know thanks to all the racers out there sharing and blah 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 and you know people don't realize how big the racing community is until something like that happens and it's really cool that you know and and you'd have to be stupid to to steal a race car and think that you're ever going to take it to the track and and race it (laughs)
1: right that's a whole i mean holy cow batman what in the world were you thinking that just it's not going to happen
0: i mean unless they're putting it in a container or something and you know that that happens a lot here in California. They they steal hot rods or whatever, and they toss them in a container and ship them wherever um, out of the country very quickly.
1: Heck! But even nowadays, it, where are you going to ship it to? Ship it to Australia? It's going to show up on Australian TV or social oh, yeah. media live yeah. stream. Somebody's going to see it. They're going to be like, well, what "Hey!" Happens
0: is, what happens a lot of time too is they they steal they steal just the trailer. Thinking, oh, there's going to be dirt bikes or a hot rod or something in it, and then they open up the trailer and they go, "Ah, oh, shit! What am I going to do with the dragster? Like, I can't sell that thing." <laughs> and that happened. That happened to a, a a good friend of mine, Bobby Marizio. He got his stuff stolen, and they ended up finding it. They got the trailer back, and then the dragster wasn't in it. Well, I don't really know all the details, but long story short, the they found the dragster like in some crackheads garage or whatever that they cut they cut it in half because they didn't know what to do with it so they just took a all and like cut it at the foot box cut it in half and like just whatever I, I, and then they got the car back the motor was fine everything was fine because they didn't know what to do with it they stole all the tools obviously and all the scooter or whatever that was in the trailer but you know he got his car back I mean it was in two pieces but at least he got it back <laughs>
1: And you know exactly right. Then in there, if somebody cuts a dragster in half; they're definitely a crackhead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you might be a crackhead. You might be a crackhead. Well, don't be a crackhead. Get your get your race car stuff insured. Make sure that you're covered. Uh, shameless plug for our fr- folks down in Louisiana, Larice Insurance. But nonetheless, make sure you get your stuff insured. All right. I wanna I wanna talk about some social media stuff let's let's do that real quick beforehand before Before, i do that
0: before it turns into a self-help
1: uh oh yeah for sure yeah yeah this most definitely let's talk let's talk about your week up in uh in in, or your week over in sonoma before we we're going to go down this path of something that was on social media that i want to talk about let's let's talk about your weekend in Sonoma. and it's also a little bit to do with what my weekend in Topeka was. So, uh, how'd you do out in Sonoma?
0: Um, it was actually a pretty good weekend. Uh, we only made one qualifier because there was only fifteen cars, and as everybody knows, we don't have the money to run it when we don't need to. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody out there would like to help with that, you know, you can you can look me up. <laughs> but um, no, the uh, I think we qualified. Uh, uh, 13th and we raced Antron Brown again first round and we actually almost had him uh, <laughs> I hate to say we almost had him again but we really did uh, The I was I had him by a couple hundreds on the tree and the thing was just ripping down the track it was on pace to probably go an 88 and unfortunately at about 700 feet the throttle cable fell off <laughs> like literally fell off like the little ball that's on the injector straight Boop. fell off. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. And he <laughs> just kept going on down the track. And, uh, but other than that, I mean, the car's were running really good and all that. I had a really great time with my family. Um, uh, my wife and son were there. We stayed, we brought the motor home up and s- stayed up on the hill. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Sonoma Don, but it's, it's a very beautiful place. And, um, a lot of the, a lot of the racers bring their families and stuff. And so it was really cool. We had jet. He was in a little blow up pool, the pits and <laughs> splashing around and cruising around. And, um, we also had, uh, it was really cool. Uh, when I went to Australia and drove for the Lamatina family, their top field team, they were actually here on vacation. So with all of his family and so Rocky, their son, uh, wanted to work on the car, you know, he wanted to get you know, big show NHRA experience, even though they have a team in Australia. Um, so he did a really great job. He helped me with the clutch and kind of was a floater on the team. And, you know, we greatly appreciated his help and he did an awesome job. And like I said, I told him, you know, he's welcome anytime to work on any car that I'm driving or involved with. So, um, it was really fun time and it was cool to hang out with them as, you know, as a family. And actually Sarah, uh, Rocky's mom was so awesome and, and watched Jet so Angie could go on the starting line during first round so Jet went and watched in the stands with them and uh, and uh, he was a good boy and so it was really cool it was it was a fun weekend, my dad went too so that was nice and uh, it was nice to get a little family time during with what was going on the weeks, the days prior so um, but yeah I mean we'll see what happens in Seattle this weekend and you know just gonna kind of keep grinding we we just keep I mean, there's kind of a storm cloud over us a little bit. Just kind of keep running into bad luck. I mean, we really need some funding. Um, you know, just things happen. Like people don't see the things that the there are things that happen. Like, unfortunately, the he, you know, Terry has a nice eighteen wheeler, and unfortunately, the truck blew up on the way home from Epping, and we don't have a rig. It blew. I think it blew a head gasket. I don't know, but the repairs are astronomical. And it's actually stuck in Memphis, Tennessee currently. And thank you to DSR that they, they allowed us to lease a truck to get through their Western Swing. But I mean, that's very, very expensive. And people don't realize those parts of, of what it takes to go racing. And they think, oh, well, you just make one qualifying run and make 10 grand. Well, that 10 grand pretty much just goes out the window before you even roll on the gate. So, um, and we're trying to survive off what the cars make. And it's, we're having a real hard time. So, Hopefully we can keep going. Um, you know we're doing our absolute best to 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 stay out there. But you know hopefully this weekend in Seattle will be a good weekend. And you know like you know we luckily I've got some some really great people that managed to help me get up to Seattle. You know JBS and Justin Bond and their Track Pack brand and uh, S and T Truck Repair. Um, Shane Malinari, you guys might be familiar with him and the Pro Mod and Top dragster stuff. Um, that's their home track, and they were able to. Uh, help us out this weekend and we greatly appreciate that and you know hopefully we can keep rolling for them and put on a good show don how was your weekend
1: i don't know i i guess that may be where the dumpster fire starts No, (laughs) i shouldn't say that no no
0: that's that started about 18 months ago
1: (laughs) we had a uh we actually went to topeka and did the double the nhra uh, d5 double over there that they do while you guys are all why the why the big show the circus is out on the west coast uh, rob park and his team travis and everybody in d5 they put on a huge race uh where we actually roll in on tuesday and start racing uh thursday morning we did some testing on wednesday still working through uh making a solid consistent program this year with our new ls motor but uh Ran in the six eighties all weekend, Um, trying to relearn a staging process now with a supercharger car on the two step, and there'll be a video out later on, probably next week, of what it looks like underneath my hood, and uh, it did not. I saw a
0: little sneak peek. It's pretty cool. Uh,
1: Yeah, that did not. uh, I did not need to see that as a driver. I think that was the worst thing they could have done was let me or have me do that, and so uh, it's. process i've been working on this is thursday as we're recording uh came back on sunday night and monday morning i pulled the simulator out in the shop and trying to relearn a staging process so uh i'll be um trying to re-familiarize myself and make it second nature as we move uh into the the heart i guess you could say of, of what we're gonna have for what's left of our season uh coming up and uh but other than that we're uh fighting away for consistency trying to keep die healthy got everybody and their brother that seems to come up and want to help so uh, i had a, I uh, i had probably the youngest i think i had the youngest pit crew uh helping me out this weekend and uh tyler bohanan and uh dylan mud uh tyler who actually went on to runner up on sunday in the second race in super comp but uh, those guys jumped in they learned Learned quickly and made life easier on Dye and myself, and that's a huge help. Most people can probably understand why it's a such a significant portion of our program. But we're going to uh, enjoy this weekend off and watch you while you're up in Seattle. And we're going to uh, sit back and get ready for our Midwest swing as you guys are going to come back across Brainerd. We're going to get ready for Bowling Green and Indy, the big go. So, uh, yeah, but no, go. everything was in one piece and we stuck it in the trailer. Anytime that happens, that's a win, right? You woke up breathing. That's right. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. All right. So let's let's take that into what I want to talk about. So there was an interview this week that was done out on uh, Competition Plus, who we're going to have Bobby Bennett on in a few weeks uh, and, and chit chat. Uh, a little bit about this because joe costello started the whole or bobby started the whole deal joe costello and i got into a little bit of a a friendly back and forth on social media and we haven't quite ironed everything out but (laughs) you know we've got good professionalism between joe bobby and myself as we're both all three outspoken individuals bobby being from south carolina me being from north carolina and joe being from florida i don't know that either of the three of us are going to really budge too much on our points of view. We might bend, but we're not going to budge. Um, talking about costs of the NHRA arena, and and I feel like at some points we're just beating a dead horse to death. It's like a talking, it's a conversation piece, but we, we talk about it and we just beat it to death. I don't, but th- but this week somebody who really is somebody how about that so you say somebody this person really is somebody when it comes to you know nhra racing said that that they don't it's not the, it's not the cost it's not it's not uh, it's not the cost of, of the the racing operation that uh, at event to to get there and so forth that's not his significant cost that's not the cost he's concerned about He's concerned about the costs for real estate taxes and overhead for building space and payroll. And I can't remember the other one because at that point I was kind of going, really? So electric bill or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and so um, uh, I am I kind of got I'm gonna, to the I'm point. Gonna go
0: ahead and stand up. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, what the heck? I mean so and he's a smart businessman. Make no mistake about that. But how do we how do we say that our overhead costs are what you're worried about trying to reduce over the payroll costs, cost of the equipment, the parts, the travel. I don't I'm I'm sorry, I'm a business person. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Because you pushed your juggernaut, your you know, you you made your building and those were costs that that you incurred. You pushed for it. That you, so wouldn't you just cut back on what it is that you're doing? To 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 reduce your overhead? I, I mean I'm just asking. I'm just over here. I'm just a simple guy from North Carolina. I'm just trying to figure it out.
0: I, I I agree. I mean, I don't I don't have too much to say on this matter, other than the fact that yes, there needs to be some changes. There there was a couple articles last week about all of this. I think Dragzine did one, and then was it? I think Comp Plus did one. Did you see the
1: Dragzine one? I did. And we're gonna get okay. to that.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all I guess I really have to say on this matter is yes, things need to change. You know, it, there's there's a lot more. You know, Everybody has their own reasons as to why something needs to change, but it there's so many opinions. There's an ask for every seat when it comes to this, but you can't just throw out a, oh, yeah, we're going to go to 18 races, or, oh, yeah, it's going to be this, or, oh, yeah, it's going to be that. All I really have to say is my opinion on whatever it is is, okay, We get, in the pro ranks, you get X amount of money to qualify. When was the last time the racer, I mean, this is on a pro side, this isn't sportsman, but when was the last time a racer got a raise? The qualifying money has been the same, I think, since 2000. So since 2000, how much has diesel gone up since 2000, how much, I mean, have you gotten a raise at your job since 2000 into almost 20 years? I'm assuming you probably have, right? Right. How much have ticket prices gone up in 20 years? How much has, you know, all these things, you know, the entry fees, uh, cost of doing business, hotels, diesel, like all the things that this other person was talking about, they've all gone up, Right. So it, the incidentals—that's the par- partially the expensive part. I mean, yes, the cars are expensive. We all know that. You know, it costs money to run a nitro car. We're not denying that fact. But the qualifying money should allow you to survive to go to the next one. But when it's so low, I mean, how do you do it? How do you, if it costs you, if it costs you ten thousand dollars just to even walk in the gate because of your hotels and all the things that you. And you know we do it on the, on the cheap, in my team, and we're still like, Ugh, kind of thing. You're you're one catastrophe away from not going to the next event. Now, so I, that's where I feel like, you know, and I know NHRA says, oh well, we we pay eighteen and nineteen qualifier, seventeen or seventy five hundred bucks an hour or whatever. But when was the last time there was eighteen and nineteen cars? Fuck. Like that's that's very cool that you know and grateful you know i I was actually one of those 17 (laughs) a couple times this year so that was a huge huge relief that you get something but i mean so what's the what's the incentive for for somebody to i mean if you get 10 grand to qualify and you get seventy five hundred to be number 17 so you're going to get a couple thousand dollars more to go spend a minimum of five thousand dollars to race first round doesn't really add up just saying that's where that's where i see the problem i and i'm not saying oh every you know you need to get a hundred thousand dollars to to qualify or whatever but i feel like there's a number that needs to be reached that is a that is attainable maybe fifteen thousand to qualify and then i also feel that the round money needs to be more important because I think I think you get ten grand to qualify, and then I think it's like thirteen thousand to to win first round or you know to go to second round you get an extra thirty five hundred dollars. It costs more money to go to second round than it would to lose first round and I don't think that's right. I think it should double every time like I mean I think what is it fifty thousand to win a race yeah. when some of, when some of these teams are charging a hundred and twenty thousand to to lease or rent a car to, you know, like I, I this doesn't make business sense to me. But meanwhile, I'm out here trying to do it. So if anybody uh, wants to help into that, but um, but yeah, that's where I see the, the the issue, and that's just my own personal opinion. And I, I mean, take it or leave it. However many races there are, I mean, I get if you if you knock off the races, you still have to pay health insurance, and you still have to pay all these things for these people, but. If you're not spending the diesel, the hotel bills, the this and that crisscrossing the country, your expenses are going to go down. So that's my high horse on that. Did you know that I heard this rumor? I don't know if it's true, but the IRL or cart or what are they called now? Indy racing link? I don't know. Indy cars. What is
1: it? Yep. IRL. IRL. Yep. Or Indy car. Yeah. Indy car.
0: That if you commit, like if you're a team and you commit to the whole season, the sanctioning body gives you a million dollars to run the car.
1: Well, I I could see that. Like that, that that's means, pretty
0: badass. I mean, if you commit, if you say, "Hey, I'm going to all these," blah blah blah, and I know IndyCar is more expensive than drag no. racing, but it's kind of a cool concept. Like, what if you if that would make this top ten countdown thing a huge thing, right? If you make it into the top ten, we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollar bonus or what or Fifty thousand dollar bonus. So then it's like, okay, well, we're going to bust our ass to try to get into the top ten because we need that money, right? So
1: that's a little I bit. I I'm going to have to. I've heard that before, but I've never had any luck getting the research of it. To yeah, understand. I don't know. If,
0: I don't know if it's true, but I. But I mean, even if they give them any money, aside well, from qualifying money, that's, that's
1: pretty cool. That would be considered probably a version of the NASCAR charter system. And how you know, and how they how NASCAR disperses TV revenues and payout and so forth across the board to the teams, uh, right. regardless of where they may finish.
0: Instead so, of having to pay to get your photos on something,
1: you yeah. get paid. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep. weird. Yep, weird. And like I said, I, I know. <laughs> There, you' you're being for somebody that lives in California, you are definitely taking a little pol- uh political position here, aren't you?
0: Well hey um I don't know I
1: just
0: today's a different day man I don't know but I do know that NHRA is trying and i will I will say that they are trying to make an effort to do it and and kudos to them they know that they have a problem they they will admit it they say yes, we are trying to fix it, but what is the answer? you know there's rumors of them doing uh different engine packages or restrictor plates or but they don't want to be known as a restrictor plate racing or they smaller fuel pumps or what like they're trying they're they're working on it they they just aren't ready to just lash out and do
1: something just yet well don't get me wrong we don't need to be we don't need to be completely reactive but we don't need to be completely proactive, and we for sure don't need to be no active.
0: <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, and I don't think they're being no active. I think they're they're work. They're like I said, they're working on things. But they're, I I say this all the time, drag racing. I mean, at least on the pro level, is what happens if these three teams lose their sponsorship? Oh, so let let's go. And there's three cars are going to show
1: up. Yeah. So if we went. Like, so if you did... I mean, you did. If you sat down and you said, okay, um, make a wish, infinite hero, they all go away because those are privately funded. Right? And those two teams get parked. Then you've got... You already have one top fuel team sitting on the sideline. Then you have another top fuel team that's 80% funded. That leaves you... Two funny cars, uh Matt Hagan, Mopard, Ron Caps, Napa, Antron Brown's Mako deal. We know he's got a long term deal. Well, Antron and Mako do. Then you go over to Coletta. Pretty sure that Doug Doug's solid with Mac. And then you gotta think that uh Richie's solid. But also at the same point, you've got JR, which I Consider that's a huge business-to-business deal with DHL and Coletta. so and then you got Sean with Global, right? My biggest concern about that is not necessarily because I think they're a really good. That's like a really good B2B. I, I think there's a lot of good B2B that's going on over there under that umbrella. But what happens when Conrad says he's done? When Mr. Coletta when Mr. Coletta says, "Hey guys, get I uh, you know I'm not doing well," and, you know do I mean? I think we all thought that the Oberhoffers were going to run Coletta Racing for until they both decided to quit. But that's all kind of went in different directions a little bit. So who else do you have after that? What do you got left? Who's the third? JFR? Okay. Hey, I mean, what what are we going to do over there? I, I, I get it. I do. I honestly believe that we need, we need less races. We We do. We need less no, I,
0: races. I, I agree. We I need, think eighteen is a good number.
1: We need we yeah we need we need less races. Um, and 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 you know I'm gonna be real interested. I'm gonna sit back. I don't know how many people are paying attention to what NASCAR is doing with Pocono next year, 2020. They're gonna run two NASCAR races there, back to back. It's gonna it's like a destination deal. They're gonna do stuff during the week. They're gonna so you know I mean kyle Seipel and his crew at d7 they kind of put that on already a little bit uh running a double before the big yeah, show comes the big show comes to town
0: there was a lot of people there and, and sonoma is kind of a destination spot and so because there's a lot to do during the week there's wine tasting you can go to the russian river you can go do all these things and, and you can make it a fa- they bring the family aspect back into it and all these people can take their families and go do things and not just sit in the sweltering heat and watch racing all day if you're not the one driving the car which is cool good concept so it'll be interesting you're right to see how that works out but on the flip on the flip side do we need to go to vegas twice do we need to go to charlotte twice and do we need to go to pomona twice i don't personally think so i like going to all those races but i don't think we need to to go multiple events
1: see i always flip a coin back and forth between vegas in the spring versus vegas in the fall, I can see business aspects uh, of opportunities and impactful uh, by being there in the fall because of SEMA. They right. do. They I like do. the
0: fall. The fall is usually packed, but the spring, it's not not so much.
1: Right. And, and I it,
0: know you know they tried to bring it. They tried to get it more full because of the four wides or whatever. But, eh.
1: I. I Yeah, and then we run. You run two of them back to back. You run Vegas four wide, and then you run Charlotte four wide. And I think there's a lot of costs that incur with that. I think there's a lot of costs of starting the season on the West Coast, coming back across, and then going back again.
0: Well, yeah, I I think it's crazy. You know how much diesel it costs to go from to go from California to Florida, or I'm sorry, from Arizona to Florida, and then back to
1: Vegas. Yeah, I don't even want to try to do the math right now. Make my head hurt. I got other things that's making my head hurt. Yeah, me too. I got plenty. So I, I just drag Andy Wolf. I, I some of his stuff. I think he kind of echoed some of the things that we've talked about with having different classes at different events. Right. So we talk. All companies got to start at the top. Right. We're making money. But we got to have personnel to put on shows. NHRA puts out a lot of costs for their execs and their teams that are on the ground and so forth, right? So if you – not saying you get rid of these people, but you shorten up the amount of time and the travel and the list, logistics that's on their end as well and do some more creativity as far as the events go, I think then we can start to – um You can start to expand our base. I really feel, uh, I don't want to say that we need to become Feld Entertainment and Monster Jam and so forth. But once again, we got a lot. There's a lot of racing that goes on across the country. A lot of different forms of racing. A lot of different destinations that we can stick, you know the Brainerd event always sticks out in my mind. You got a division of the week prior to the national Sonoma, Kyle Seipel and his team doing that deal there. I know Rich Schaefer does it down there in D2 with Gainesville and the baby Gators. Uh, Some of the NASCAR stuff when they're I think um, what is it? Loudon. I think what they run modifieds on Wednesday. They run trucks on Thursday. They run cars on Saturday. They run the cup guys on Sunday. I think that we, you know, you you gotta be creative with it and and also you got those those days during the week where companies can do business for your sponsors. You can go out, do promos and parking lot displays. I, I saw a couple different teams doing stuff this week up in Washington already, up in Seattle doing appearances to try to, you know, spark interest, get fans out to the races, create business. It, it's a big cycle. It's a big circle. It's a bunch of opportunities, but we got to make decisions and we got to get costs down. I I mean, I just, I just think that's one of those. uh, Somebody was complaining to me about the double in Topeka. They thought that it's run its course uh, because we didn't have a full field in top dragster and we didn't have a full field in top sportsman, but we take 48 cars at that event. Um, There were still close to 700 people on the property, 700 racers. That's a lot of racers in the middle of July so in the heat in the heat yes cool shirts were in full effect if you never had a cool shirt you need to get a cool shirt I know Cam you're all about weight and you're skinny as it is so if they put a cool shirt on you you probably swell up at 100 pounds yeah. <laughs> be, be, being all comfortable and stuff but um yeah I I don't know Cam get I we gotta do something we, we have to do something we have some great facilities we have some not so great facilities um the
0: one thing I liked about uh, the zine article is how when he talked about make it still go to those places, but make it to where like like they do in the sportsman stuff, like you only claim sixteen races to get into the countdown, or like so you don't have to go to potentially get into the countdown or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, for sure, and, and I'm in total agreement. Like I, I'm, I am a proponent. We have so many classes right now that can put on a show and be captivating to the to the fans and the audience. In two day formats, if you yes. will, I, I I just I believe that um, I I believe that we can put the put those shows on, and and, and so forth. And uh, you know, I mean, they handcuff us with. We only get to claim three out of five for nationals, top sportsman and top dragster. You know, everybody else is getting three of six and and seven of eight or whatever the deal is, back and forth. So if we're already getting limited on that, then let us have let us have some other shows. You know, put us with some factory stock showdown guys or um, or, or some pro mod and alcohol cars, and let us go into some different markets and, and have some regional events. And I think we'd still get I think we'd still get a considerable turnout of racers because we're still all racing for Wally's and in prestige and then we can still also impact those middle markets with sponsors that don't want to spend seven figures uh to to be able to uh get their interest in the sport so i i don't know I, like I said, I can, we could spitball for for days, and I think Joe, I think Joe and Bobby want to have some big, long, drawn out uh, podcast. And I told them I'm game. You guys want you guys want to get on a microphone, and a video camera, and, and go at it? We'll we'll go at it because uh, right now, when it costs you, you know, most top field teams, I'm hearing a lot of the deals are are like 1.2, 1.3 million for a year. Uh, 1.2, 1.3 over in NASCAR is going to get you about two races. That's it. And then you're going to get discarded. So uh, I still think we've got one of the best games going in town when it comes to the marketing. Uh, but we've got to get our costs back down so pe- more people can be involved.
0: Yep. What else you got for me today, Don?
1: <laughs> you, you, weren't very, you weren't very talkative on that one. You're taking that little high road there. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, man. Uh, we got a top Fuel Cam being Top Fuel Political Correctness.
0: Hey, I still got my points across, though. Didn't say you didn't. I just set them here on the table. I'm just gonna set this here, and you just do what you want with it. What? What's that? I don't know. Just what I said. I'm just gonna set it right there on the table. <laughs> Take it or leave it.
1: All right. So let's let's talk about let's talk about a few of uh, the other things that are going on out in the social media world. If anyone did not see Tony Stewart punch. A fan <laughs> in Jackson at a race this past weekend, please go out and YouTube it. So Facebook, it's, I mean, it's out of control. What, uh, what were your thought? What were your thoughts before I, before I go off on it? There's a couple different angles and versions of the video. So I would tell everybody if you, if you, before you make a, an opinion that you're going to post out on social media land, please make sure you see all three angles.
0: <laughs> I mean, Excuse me. Um, I didn't see it with volume, but I'm pretty sure he was getting heckled quite a bit. Would be my would be my guess. And when you're heckling Tony Stewart, you're going to get a reaction, and that's probably what they were looking for. Now, with him being Tony Stewart, people do this for a reason to try to get a rise out of him because they know they can, and that's what they were looking for to go viral. on the, they wanted him to punch somebody, right? And I'm sure the people that wanted him to punch him are the first person that's going to try to stew his ass because of that number one it was pretty funny number two it's dirt track racing that's just the way they grew up and that's just what they do so uh, i mean i don't really see the harm in it because he kind of missed in the in the punch anyways from what i saw <laughs> number three tony stewart is tony stewart he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do but in that in, a, in that realm you're also, dude. You're Tony Stewart. You're gonna get shit for this, and you're probably gonna get sued, and they're gonna try to take all your money. Pretty sure you've kind of been in these situations before, and you just continue to do it, which, probably not a good idea. But I mean, he is what he is. I mean, gotta give him that. I mean, he's he doesn't change who he is for, being Tony Stewart. But I mean, then again, he's also retired, and he, or what? Quote unquote. I mean, he doesn't. He's not Mr. Tony Stewart anymore, so he can. Get a beer gut and do whatever the hell he wants. I I, I mean, YOLO.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be kind of tough. Kind of tough for me to follow up. Um, that's why I went first. That's why you went first.
0: Throwing daggers today. See this? I yeah, see this screwdriver it
1: here. <laughs> Stab it right through. Okay, first off, let let's make sure we get the first matter of fact. Was it wrong? Yeah, probably yeah. was. Two. If it had been anybody else in the dirt track world, Ricky Johnny Joe Dirt Racer from Albuquerque, New Mexico, it would have never went viral. Tony, being Tony, the, the angles that I saw, it took Tony a while. Uh, from what I understand, in one of the... Witness recounts that guy, Tony was standing there for a while signing autographs, and this guy had been going at it for a while. Now, what's a while? Uh, I was what I read, it was for at least a minimum of 15 minutes. The guy did not let up, and he fought people were pushing him away and so forth. And then the angle that I saw, and I did not hear you cannot hear, but he said something from the other side of the truck. And at this point, it was like game on. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably said something about Tony's mom or Tony's soon-to-be wife. One of those two things, because he was pretty much giving Tony the business about everything else in life and then all of a sudden something was muttered and that was like the wrong thing. It was kind of like, hey, you lit the fuse, but the fuse roll was really, really long until you said something and then gasoline got thrown on it and it blew up. Um, and, and so that was kind of game on. I, you can't, I mean, come on, Tony. I mean, you, you're right. You, he, you're absolutely right, Cam. He's never changed who he is. As some of the best sound bites ever from PR and media centers <laughs> were from Tony Stewart and they get played. I mean, you can go on YouTube and I think there's like a, it's like a hodgepodge. It runs for like 30 minutes and it's like some of the best one liners ever. But yeah, it was, it was tough. And, uh, I, kids don't go punching people in the face in the pits, but,
0: Unless you drive dirt track,
1: unless you drive dirt track, <laughs> and this, I think it's part of the part of the program. So uh, that <laughs> that kind of leads me over into the other one. It, I, I asked you earlier. You say you don't follow Jeff Gluck on Twitter. For I any do of, now. Hey, but I, I I, I, I'm telling you right now, guys. I, I a lot of you we've been t- we've heard it. A lot of you travel a lot. You spend a lot of time listening to us while you're in the vehicle, holding onto a steering wheel. When you're, when you're taking your mandatory rest breaks uh, for your DOT e-logs, by all means, please start following Jeff Gluck. There was a fiasco this past weekend between Daniel Suarez and Bubba Wallace, and Jeff Gluck has got some awesome, not <laughs> just awesome, retweets and tweets on his Twitter feed uh, between Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Kurt Busch. Um, they, they don't hold back which makes it even more enjoyable to see them going at it in 140 characters or less. Uh, so uh, definitely, uh, I, I, I encourage you to read that if you need some uh, sunshine in your day. All right. What else you got, Cam?
0: So you're just going gonna to drop it right there?
1: Well, I, I mean, before we go full-on dumpster, yeah, you got anything else? Yeah, let, let me before we go full on dumpster, let's let's um let's talk I want to give some tidbits. I I stumbled across some new uh new things, apps if you will or programs uh for social media, for self-promotion. I think people should probably take a look at. <clears throat> now, I'm going to spell these cuz I'm going to say them and you're not you're going to try to spell them and it's not they're not going to come up right. So the first one uh, we talk a lot about Instagram, racers and rental cars. Can you use your own personal and professional one? I use mine as well. Um, in your bio up there, you can only get one URL in your in your bio. Uh, this program is called URL List, and it's so it's URLIST dot com. You can go onto this site completely free and you can basically package your URLs of like companies or sponsors or things that you're going after that you want people to be able to click on, one click, and be able to go through. So um, take a look at that. I thought that was really interesting. I've been kind of looking around for something that you can kind of package everything together. It was kind of like a blog URL type program so like if you are have a web page or have somewhere that you want a nice long post or a wordy post about a product or a company you can kind of use that um the next two are self-promotion video like editor programs uh the first one's called power director i thought it was pretty useful user-friendly um, give it a quick uh takes like i don't know i think i did a quick video and like really like less than two minutes. It was pretty quick. Uh, The next one is Magisto, M-A-G-I-S-T-O. And if you've got another pronunciation for it, other than how I say it, that's cool too. You can send that to hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. But this is a video editor that has stock footage and photos and you can do still photos in your video it can put music in the background it was really user-friendly didn't take much time at all so you'll see some videos that i'll probably post over on instagram or so forth facebook here later on in the upcoming weeks Uh, so those are your three social media tidbits uh, for everybody out there for the whole self-promotion world I am I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using those here shortly. <laughs> well, that was a, <laughs> I'm going to
0: need them. That was a nice segue.
1: That was an awesome segue as I as I drop as I drop my pen right now on top of my paper with the two last things that we have listed to talk about. Dumpster fire and changes. It's all you, Cam. Man. I mean well, i i mean do you i do you want me to set it up for you no i i mean i I mean I play golf you don't I could tee the ball up high for you <laughs> so when you come through you you can get it there's really no way to,
0: to tee this up, but for those of you that know um don't know man, i'm gonna or don't know don't man, know. i'm gonna i'm gonna get choked up about this um there's been a lot of changes that have been coming in my life, and uh, no, I'm not turning into a girl.
1: <laughs> Boom. There went our ratings. Our, yeah. our Our audience attention span just started dropping.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, uh, for, I guess, unfortunately, I guess I'll just rip the Band-Aid off. My, uh, for those of you that know, I've been working at Race Pack for the past 11 years, and uh, unfortunately, my tenure with uh, RacePack is coming to an end as of yesterday when this comes out. Um, I will no longer be employed with RacePack Data Systems. Um, they've decided to move and close down our RacePack office here in California and move it to Bowling Green, Kentucky. And at this point in time in my life, I do not. Uh, have the means or interest in moving to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, the brand is still going to be alive and well, I guess. Um, it just will have a few different faces and or a lot of new different faces when it comes to the Race Pack brand. Um, I can only speak for myself at this point, but uh, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of changes. There will be no more Pack, California, the corporate office where it's been for the past 30 some odd years um, is now going to be gone. Um, and it will now everything, all your sales and tech and all of your stuff, all of our dealers will be the same and everything. Um, but all of the corporate portion of it and all the manufacturing, everything will now no longer be in California. Um, but uh, I will say this. Uh, I'm very proud to have worked at race pack it's uh given me a lot of things for the past 11 years um it was it's a major shame that uh it's it's ended this way for not only myself but a lot of the other employees um but that's just the nature of business and it's not going to be this this departure from race pack um you know even though i'm race pack cam or whatever people call me like um it's gonna there's gonna be a little change but i will tell you that uh this will not be the last you see of, of myself. Um, it's actually probably going to open up a lot more things for me. Uh, I have a lot of really cool and exciting things that I've been working on. I've, this has been coming. I've known that this has been coming. I just haven't really announced that yet because I feel that um, in a professional business world, I, I respect what they're doing. And you know, to a certain extent, I mean, yes, I'm losing my job, but you know, I they race pack's given me a lot in my life and, and I'm still a proponent of them and I am very grateful for everything that they've ever done. So um, this isn't a bashing on race pack by any means. This is a this is a happy time when it comes to to, to the exciting changes in my life. But with that said, I uh, you know, Don and I have a thriving podcast that uh, we're working on and things are going really well with that. My racing career is uh, is better than it's ever been. Uh, I have a lot of really good things going on on, on those avenues. We're going to continue. Yes, we are going to continue with racers and rental cars, uh, if not more, uh, because uh, I'm going to have a little more time to devote to it now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, this will not be the last you see or hear of me in the racing industry. Um, I will be doing some... You know, for the short term, I'll be doing some consulting work. If anybody needs any sort of marketing or even race pack stuff, um, you can you can look me up on uh, you know on social media or whatever. But you can also contact me just at Cameron seven forty eight at gmail.com. Um, if you need any sort of services or you have any ideas as to um, any interesting business partnerships or avenues that uh, somebody might need my services or something like that but like I said I'm very excited to see where my next chapter in life takes me there's a lot of good things going on in my personal life too um, with big power adult moves that uh, um, I got going on so um, it's gonna be good I'm excited so Don it's been cool working with you just even as a dealer on the race pack side for years and you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm very saddened, you know, unfortunately there was, there was no, no severance or anything like that due to, uh, I'm not sure why, but <laughs> so I'll be looking to go to work here pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'll, I'll be out there if anybody needs me. Um, you know, there may, there may be a little change when it comes to, you know, how you get your services, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it was a great it was a great eleven year run. They say you change your career path every ten years, so I guess I got an extra year out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I I thank everybody at Race Pack, and you know, even even the Holly Group, everyone's been super cool to me for the past however many years, and we've been through a lot together. And I wish them nothing but the best.
1: Well, Cam, it definitely is. Uh... <sighs> It's kind of heartbreaking. I, I that may be that may be the best word for me to say because we have done a lot uh, with with race pack and team race pack and dealers and creativity and and obviously now you know the, the last year as we're getting ready to come up on our year anniversary of the podcast we've we, you know we've taken this foray on uh, hopefully based off of the feedback that we're getting we're impacting people in the, in the motorsports arena. In the world for that matter. And uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to provide that kind of service even though you're not Race Pack Cam anymore. Um, you're hashtag. I'm just Cameron. I- How about that? How about hashtag I need a job, Cam? Uh, yeah,
0: hashtag if anybody's looking for any uh, top fuel drivers or marketing
1: experts or anything of that nature. That would be camera <laughs> a seven forty eight at gmail.com. Exactly. So I think our you know, we're gonna take we're we're both in it together as far as the podcast goes and a few of our other marketing ventures that we're working on together. And we obviously have an open door to any company that wants to come in and be part of what we've got working and the directions that we're going. And uh, you're going to land on your feet because you are a quality professional. And, and like a cat, like a cat. Well, I don't like cats, but nonetheless, uh, at least you land on your feet. So, uh, but we are. Hey
0: man, all I gotta say is nothing like buying a house on Friday and getting laid off on Saturday.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> whatever. <laughs> ah man and now everybody that's listening is going now we understand the dumpster fire yeah t- there's t- been
0: a few things going on in my life you know uh going through going through escrow and knowing the fact that uh yeah your employment's coming Sli- to a scree- screeching halt has <laughs> like,
1: been- a, like an egg timer <laughs> <laughs> yeah Holy cow!
0: Yeah, but it's a good thing that Don has set up a trust fund for me, so I should be okay. (laughs)
1: Hey, uh, here go here. Okay, so that so-called trust fund is getting ready to get uh, worked over. Um, Man, we have had an up and down week. We, uh, for sure, we need we need a few good things to happen for us. Obviously, we're always looking for. New sponsors, marketing partners for our podcast that wants to impact our listeners, people that want to be involved. So before I get involved in my dumpster fire, um, if there are people out there that are listening that have like they know someone that they would love for us to interview, uh, we're always open to that. We get it on our ratings and reviews. We always ask for those. Uh, so if there's somebody out there in the motorsports world that you think you guys would be interested in listening to, uh, by all means, send those into hate mail at Racers and Rental Cars, and uh, we'll reach out and see what we can put together. That being yeah. said, reaching out and putting things together, I'm getting ready to get off of this podcast and go fill out financial assistance paperwork for what I feel like is probably the dumbest thing Um, not the dumbest, but but at least probably one of the most challenging thought processes for me to work through uh, (laughs) based on insurance requirements. Uh, Everybody is more than likely well aware of, of the things that we have battling over here in our world with Di and her cancer and her MS. And we found out that Our insurance companies after 24 years in the military, uh, will not provide coverage for a treatment that my, my wife needs, uh, because they say, uh, that it's what they consider off label. And, you know, I guess I didn't read the small print in my insurance claim. Nonetheless, um, they will approve the same therapy that gave her cancer but and pay for it, but will not pay for the only therapy that right now that she can realistically take without impacting her life anymore uh in a negative manner so uh, that is my dumpster fire of me just going, "Are you freaking kidding me that that's what I mean who in their right mind sat in a boardroom went through all the ups and downs of this and said you know, yeah, we're just not going to pay for that. Let's come up with a phrase called off-label. And regardless if it's the only therapy or only medication that can impact somebody in a positive manner, we're not going to pay for it. So a little disturbing, a little deflated in the helium balloon department for me today as I'm going to go fill out this paperwork uh, for financial assistance because her therapy treatments are going to come in at the tune of $26,000 A year, uh, twice a year, $13,000 for medication. So we're going to go petition the pharmaceutical company and hopefully they will help us out so that my lovely wife can get the treatment that she needs. And if that just doesn't make you go, what in the world is wrong with our medical system? I don't know what does. Um, I'm yeah, sure I mean that- uh, I'm sure other people out there have horrible stories for they they have their own you know but for me it's my first time experiencing uh because hey I spent 24 years in the military 23 years in the military and and figured that I was going to have the best healthcare possible uh for the foreseeable future and to be told no your wife we're not paying for that uh yeah we know it's the only thing that she can take but yeah we can't pay for it so you're going to have to find another way um bam it's just you know I feel like I probably feel like that guy that Tony Stewart punched in the face.
0: Me, you, and me both, and you know I, that just puts in perspective. I mean, yes, I I'm no longer at race pack, but I mean that's you know you, Diane's stuff is way more important, and that just goes to show you that you know there's everybody has something going on in their lives, and and just be conscious of that. You know, if somebody's having a bad day out there at the races or whatever, like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and you know we're all racers as a family and, you know, we're all there for each other. And, you know, if there was something that I could do in regards to to helping Diane, she's a wonderful woman. And, you know, I wish I was the head of an insurance company. I'd, I'd sponsor her in a second, but, um, you know, I, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's way more important and family is number one and, you know, a job situation I was looking for one when I found, when I found race pack. So, you know, it, it's, it's all good and it's, it's just a job and you know, that your jobs don't define you and as a person and you know who you are. So as much as we think they do, it's uh it's all good. You know, we're on our, we're on our way up from our, to our peak.
1: Dude, I totally agree with you. There's, you know, uh, as I told her, you know, we only have one thing and I guess if you apply it to everything, I, I mean, you really don't need some, a, a lot of motivational phrases and so forth but you know she's like well, what are we gonna do i was like well, we're gonna keep fighting and that's if you really think about it you get up every day you know we're, whether it's motorsports podcast marketing business ditch digging working in a factory being a teacher uh, working in the medical field being a truck driver I, I mean i don't the list goes on and on i don't care what it is that you're doing if you're doing it to the best of your ability to, to make an impact and be a positive person in life, it, it's about a fight. You're fighting every day for it. And, you know, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, look, it's 24 hours in a day. I need you to fight 12. I'll fight the other 12. And, and that's, um, you know, as silly as that may seem, you know, I'll fight for her while she's sleeping and I need her to fight while I'm trying to sleep. Uh, so it's just one of those deals, but, uh, I appreciate your words and I just, that's just frustrating to, for, for me. And I know others out there. I know, I know there's probably millions of people that have their own horrific story in the medical insurance world of what just simply didn't make sense. Uh, but I honestly am going to feel fortunate that it's the first time I've ever had this come up. Uh, but I wish it would have come up with something silly like medicine for an ankle sprain or something, not for something that could potentially impact my wife's uh, longevity of life. So uh, I guess that's why that makes it my dumpster fire for the day <laughs> for this episode
0: so we'll leave you with those those couple things guys out there um yeah so but w- we're fine i'm fine don's <laughs> fine everyone's fine like we're fine we are we are fine
1: i had a therapist if you,
0: if, you, if you need me i'll be at the bar across the street
1: <laughs> i had a therapist tell me one time she said you know what fine stands for right i said no and she's like freaked out insecure neurotic and emotional i said oh yeah i'm fine (laughs) uh well hey cam i know you're gonna be off you're flying you're by the time this drops you'll be in seattle uh probably eating some fish and drinking that yuppie starbucks coffee or whatever they call it out there right a lot of coffee out there
0: Yep, that's for for Starbucks in Seattle.
1: Well, uh, hey, make sure, right? Stupid Fast Racing, they have racers and rental cars. That's right. Thank
0: you to Stupid Fast Racing. They were selling, they started in Sonoma and uh, they sold pretty well. And, you know, we appreciate that. And, you know, they're going to keep it on their trailer and, and, uh, you know, help promote racers and rental cars because we sure need it now. (laughs)
1: uh, Absolutely. Please stop by our apparel shop and buy a t shirt or a hat. We could use it.
0: If you're not able to make it to an NHRA national event, be sure to log on to racersandrentalcars.com and get all of our episodes and also all of our apparel hats, shirts, Dons, Rants, you know, things like that of that nature. Absolutely. You know, also, if you guys need your, what is it, your CBD...
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Race. Race. Yeah. Direct R- CBD Racers online. 20. Racers 20. Get your CBD. Uh, we actually, I forgot about that. So we had somebody that actually reached out um, about that. They were concerned about how do they know what to take. The direct CBD online has a quiz on the very front you can tell them exactly what's wrong with you what you're looking to impact and it will give you product suggestions so uh, go over there to direct CBD online and use racers 20 we greatly appreciate John and his team uh, jumping up their support and helping our listeners save some money and use some CBD yep
0: and uh, you know as usual always uh, voice America for uh, allowing us to do the show and helping us produce um, and, uh, another new sponsor, performance data systems. We appreciate them too as well. And, uh, you'll be seeing a lot of that stuff, uh, out, uh, in the field. If you have any questions, be sure to, uh, reach out to Don or I and yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think that's all I have for today. I'm, I'm going to go bury my head in the sand somewhere and I think you guys, I'm, I think I'm done. There you if, you, go. if you guys, see, if you see me over the weekend, maybe just, 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 don't even have to ask just offer up a hug you know <laughs> I, I i'll take it
1: you straight on entourage what what, yeah. what was it what do you always say hug it out bitch hug it out <laughs>
0: my, my lovely wife won't be there this weekend so i just you know if you see it if you know i just might need a hug you know
1: <laughs> oh man well cam dude travel safe everybody out there listening thank you don't forget to follow share like us rate review racers and rental cars because hey we got dumpster fires going on over here, and we need the support. Cam, I will talk to you next week, my friend. Later. I'm out. See ya.